everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk broadcasting on SoundCloud, TuneIn Speaker, and available for download on podcasts and iTunes, available through Apple. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Got a unique episode today. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of a story that's near and dear to my heart, and it's very relevant to the current climate of the NFL with the multiple franchises moving. We've seen this with St. Louis now becoming the LA Rams, with the San Diego Chargers becoming the LA Chargers, and soon the Oakland Raiders becoming the Las Vegas Raiders. So I want to talk to you about an interesting story that's near and dear to my heart, but more importantly, it showcases, in my opinion, why the NFL gets to pick and choose who moves because they got a great offer that, in retrospect, they shouldn't have refused, but they ultimately did. Here's a fun little trivia for you. Before the glamour and before the championships, do you remember what the New England Patriots are? It's kind of hard to think of life before Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I mean, it's basically before Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and life after Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. But for a long period of time, the New England Patriots were one of the bottom franchises in the NFL, playing in one of the league's worst stadiums that was built in 1971 for $6 million. And we're constantly in the conversation of a team being moved or being looking at for new homes. So interestingly enough, when Robert Kraft purchased the Patriots in 1994, people were surprised that four years later, on November 18, 1998, he agreed to move the New England Patriots to Hartford, Connecticut, making them the Connecticut Patriots in a brand new downtown facility that would have the Patriots in Connecticut's capital for the 2001 season. Ah, you, you don't know this story, do you? You didn't know that the Hartford Patriots were almost a thing? You didn't know that New England almost moved to Connecticut out of Foxborough? It's a very interesting story. But I'm going to go way back to the beginning, to the Connecticut side. Then I'll get into Robert Kraft. And then ultimately why this venture did not work out. So let's rewind the clock to 1993-1994. What a lot of people don't know. Now some people know that the Patriots were going to move to Hartford. But what a lot of people don't know is that the state of Connecticut was recruiting the NFL since the early 90s. In fact, they had been looking to move the Patriots there earlier and looking to woo a team from Los Angeles. For the Patriots, it was Paul Newman who was looking to buy the team in 1994, but was ultimately beat out by Robert Kraft. And Newman really was pushing because he wanted the idea of having a team in his home state. And the NFL was serious. In fact, Walter Payton went to the Capitol in 1994 to talk about a new stadium plan that would have been north of I-84 in downtown Hartford, roughly in the area where they built their minor league ballpark a couple years ago, Dunkin' Donuts Park. They were trying to recruit the Los Angeles Rams. Now, keep in mind, they were one of the four cities that were being considered, which were St. Louis, Baltimore, and I'm trying to remember what the third city was, uh... I know definitely Baltimore and St. Louis were the favorites, and Hartford was in that conversation. In fact, they had a drew of plans for a $200 million stadium that eerily looked like the Los Angeles Coliseum. But when that venture fell through, when the Rams moved 
Connecticut still hadn't fully given up on the idea of the NFL. Fast forward to 1997, where the team's only professional franchise in the state's history, the Hartford Whalers, moved to Carolina after deals with owner Peter Carmanos fell through. Now, Peter Carmanos bought the team in 1994. And, of course, with new ownership came the idea for a new building, and the state agreed to give him a $147.5 million arena downtown Hartford. So after all these negotiations, and the state didn't really want to give him a new arena because there was speculation, a lot of rumblings that he was going to look to move the team anyways, they agreed to give him a new arena, and then he's like, oh, well, wait a minute, on top of that, I want this, I want the parking and all the losses I'm going to have for three years, and obviously the state wasn't going to do that because they're offering him a $147 million arena that they were kind of like, you know, we're kind of offering you the moon here, and you're just saying no. So, of course, the team left, and the state wasn't too happy about that, and the morale was low. So what could the state do? Governor Rowland at the time decided, well, I'm going to swing for the fences and go to the NFL, and more specifically, the New England Patriots, who Robert Kraft was having a very difficult time by. His financial advisor told him that he would have to be out of Foxborough Stadium because it was a money pit, and they were paying over $25 million a year just to keep the stadium upkeep. Keep in mind, this was a stadium where half their bathrooms were portalettes outside. So this stadium needed to be upgraded. And now Robert Kraft actually had a modest proposal. Now, if you've ever been to Patriot Place, uh, the current facility, it's immaculate. It's a massive sprawl of shops and area and hotels and the, and the new stadium, Gillette Stadium. So at the time, Robert Kraft went to the state of Massachusetts and said, look, I want to build the stadium and I'll build the stadium. I need $72 million to upgrade the infrastructure around the stadium, roads, uh, basic infrastructure. And the state said no. So, came, so in came the state of Connecticut. Now, Connecticut had something to offer, an incredible package that many financial analysts, even till this day, say was one of the most city-friendly deals for a professional sports franchise. They were going to offer the Patriots a 61,000-seat, $385 million stadium in downtown Hartford. Now, for anyone that is interested where the stadium would be located, it was located on the steam plant on the Connecticut River, roughly in the area of where the new convention center and science center are. So basically that whole area was going to be this giant complex, and the Patriots would get to play in the stadium rent-free for 30 years. The only caveat was they had to allow the University of Connecticut football team to play there. It was a really great deal. It was going to be a $1.2 billion complex overall for the Patriots. And not only were they going to be in downtown Hartford, but the state had thrown in another caveat into their negotiations. Now, the Patriots had had trouble making money off of the stadium and uh, old Foxborough Stadium. So what the state of Connecticut offered to the Patriots was this. They basically offered to cover the difference of any fans that weren't in attendance, so every game they would have would be a sellout, which would make the Patriots be one of the top three revenue earners in the National Football League. This was an incredibly lucrative deal, and it's no wonder why Robert Kraft signed on the dotted line and agreed to move the team to Hartford. Now, there was two things working against this at the time and ended up ruining the deal. 
So I'll start on the Connecticut side for logistics. Now, they wanted to put the stadium where they had a steam plant. Now, they thought they could just move the steam plant and it would be an easy move. However, what they discovered was there were miles of pipes and it was built on really bad soil. It was built on unstable land and it was going to cost roughly $100 million to move the steam plant, redo the ground there. And they were projecting that instead of opening the stadium in 2001, it would be 2002, 2003. Now, obviously, this worried Robert Kraft because he didn't want to be a lame duck franchise for three seasons. So the state proposed another option. Move the stadium and the complex to East Hartford right across the Connecticut River, where the University of Connecticut football field, Rensselaer Field, currently stands. Now, of course, Robert Kraft didn't want this. He wanted the stadium to be in downtown Hartford because it was going to be the focal point, arguably, of the city. And it's not as attractive to move it to East Hartford, which was basically a version of Foxborough in Connecticut, just with freeways more conveniently located. So on the Patriots side, they had the NFL, who was worried about the Patriots moving to Hartford. And interestingly enough, the man in charge of NFL relocation at the time just happened to be Roger Goodell. And there was another thing. There was a family in the NFL, the Roonies, who owned the Steelers, who made it clear that they were not in support of the move to Hartford. Now, logistically, it didn't seem like that big of a move. It was an hour 15 from their current home. It didn't seem like that bit of an inconvenience to, to move the franchise there for the New England fan base. But the biggest problem was Boston's TV market is the sixth biggest TV market in the country. And the NFL was leery of leaving that, despite Connecticut having a top 30 Nielsen market. So they didn't want to lose the Boston market, which is understandable. So the NFL began working with the state of Massachusetts and basically was telling them that they would finance the stadium and create a loan program, which they never ultimately used, but said that they would pay for the stadium. They just needed the infrastructure and that they were taking the Connecticut offer seriously. Now, in the legislation, it allowed Connecticut to it allowed sorry Robert Kraft to back out of the deal by a May deadline. So there was problems with the site, there was problems on the Connecticut end of building the stadium. But more importantly, it was the NFL who finally got the Massachusetts state legislation to say, okay, we'll give Robert Kraft his infrastructure to build this new stadium, basically the outside of the stadium, the roads and making it so it was more accessible. And ultimately the deal fell through. Now, there was a lot of factors why this deal fell through. Now, a lot of people will blame the Patriots and that they weren't really serious about moving, which in the grand scheme of things is true. Actually, it is a main reason. Now, what I have for you here is an interview that Robert Kraft did with Forbes Magazine 2015 addressing really publicly and the only time on record about the move to Hartford. And he talks about how they had a great offer from the state of Connecticut and even though he felt that it would not be a good offer on the end of Connecticut in terms of he didn't want it to be an unfair for them, I do think what he will come across in this interview was he really wasn't serious about moving the team, and it was out of desperation for the fact that the Patriots needed a stadium. I actually use this as an opportunity to clear something up to our fans in Connecticut. Um, because they made us a very generous offer in Hartford. And um, 
one of my sons who was at Harvard Business School, we, when we walked away and turned it down, which we had the right to do, I did it. We walked away from a billion two present value in uh, 2001. And the reason I did it uh, was I didn't think it would be good for the state of Connecticut because I knew we were moving because we, we needed a stadium to be able to keep compete. But all our fans could still go. It was an hour and 15 minute longer drive and people tailgated. But I didn't, I want deals that are win-win. That would have been a good deal for the Kraft family, but not the state of Connecticut. Because they had given us an NFL inflator. So we always would be in the top three teams in revenue. So when the new giant or Dallas Stadium came on. It would have been great. We walked away from that and committed, you know, over a quarter of a billion dollars to build it privately on our own land. I, I believe we're the only fully private finance stadium without personal seat licenses in America. The land, the stadium, even the infrastructure we're paying back. And as you heard in that interview, it's pretty clear. I think that Robert Kraft really wasn't serious, and he, I really do believe he was sincere. And the only reason he took the Hartford offer was because he didn't have a stadium lined up. But to me, the biggest reason why he wants to stay in Foxborough wasn't necessarily because of the TV market. It was control. See, here's the one thing that the Hartford deal did not offer Robert Kraft. It offered the money end of it up front. But he was smart in thinking of the long-term plan, which is control. He owns the land at Patriot Place. He owns all that land out there in the New England Patriot facility. Land is incredibly valuable, and it's more valuable because of the properties you can put on top of it, all the shops and the restaurants. That's all money the Patriots make. Now, with this deal in Hartford, despite getting all the money off the ticket venue, he wouldn't control the facility. He would be leasing the facility for 30 years from Hartford. And to me, I think he wanted the control and have all that factor into it. And he ended up building his own stadium with his own money on his own site because he wanted to control that facility and he wanted control. These billionaire owners, they want control. They want full autonomy. And even though the Connecticut deal was a great money deal, it didn't offer that control for Robert Kraft. On the Connecticut side, there was logistic problems. If they could have built the stadium in East Hartford and Robert Kraft gave the okay, they'd be in Hartford. But they wanted it in downtown, and the steam plant had a lot of problems with the land, and moving it was a logistical nightmare. But more importantly, and the thing I don't think gets talked about enough, was the invisible hand that was the National Football League. See, the National Football League, don't kid yourselves, it decides where teams will play and what cities get the NFL. There's a reason why they moved out of St. Louis into Los Angeles. They didn't want to leave. They wanted to be in the number two market in the country. There's a reason they want to go to Vegas with the Raiders. They want to be in that new emerging market. There's a reason why they moved San Diego to Los Angeles. And even though it wasn't a good move, and even though they're still, by all accounts, regretting that move, it has increased the value by moving them into the number two market in the country. The NFL decides what teams can move and what stadiums get built.
And even though this Connecticut offer was arguably one of the most generous offers they've ever gone from a city for a professional franchise. And when you really think about it, if a city were to offer that deal today, it would be hard-pressed for any major league franchise to say no to that type of deal. But ultimately, it was the NFL who decided, especially with the help of the Rooney family and the Goodells, who were adamant about going to Massachusetts and saying, we are going to move this team to Hartford unless you put the money in to upgrade the infrastructure around the stadium. They were adamant. They didn't want to leave the Boston market. They understand the importance of Boston in the sports media, and they understand the importance of having the sixth market in the country as opposed to the 30th. Because even though the fan base would have only been an hour and 15 away, and logistically in terms of on game day sales, it wouldn't have been that big of a difference. The biggest issue that they had was going to be losing that market. And the NFL is very smart because they understand that they are a TV product and they're the number one show on five TV networks. And you don't become that when you lose a big market. They they left St. Louis to go to Los Angeles. St. Louis is a big market, but Los Angeles is an even bigger market. It's all about market size and the television product and moving the team from New England and Foxborough to Hartford logistically was not going to be a very good decision by the NFL board. So looking back 20 years later to the day when in front of the world Robert Kraft stood on the steps of the Connecticut Capitol with Governor Rowland and proclaimed that they were coming to Connecticut and it would be the Connecticut Patriots. It is funny to look back on this now. And people at the time when they agreed not to move saying that he didn't know how to run a franchise and now the Patriots are one of the most recognizable brands in sports. Did Connecticut lose out on the Patriots? Yes. Was it the state's fault? To me it wasn't. Because they offered a generous deal and they offered multiple options. And while the steam plant did create some logistics, the biggest issue was they were trying to attract a team that didn't really want to move and was desperate for a stadium. And when that option to get the stadium where they wanted it was available, they simply just took it. It was a bitter pill to swallow for Connecticut, who has been starving for a professional team since the Whalers left on April 13, 1997. Today, it would be interesting and be hard-pressed to see a Major League Sports franchise coming, even though there have been brief talks about attempting to bring the NHL back, none of which seem to have any long-term implications or impacts. It's clear that after this, the NFL decided that the New England Patriots would stay in Foxborough. And even though it hurts the state of Connecticut and nutmeggers don't want to hear it, it was the right decision because you look at what the Patriots have done in terms of growing their value, in terms of what they've done for their value in Foxborough, but more importantly, the way the organization has propelled their success and have used their knowledge to create a dynasty with five Super Bowls and could be win their sixth this season. Robert Kraft is a businessman and a very smart man. He's probably one of the smartest owners that we've had in the NFL. So even though this decision hurts the state of Connecticut, and trust me, I'm from Connecticut, I would have loved to see a professional franchise here, especially for the NFL. 
at the end of the day, it was the NFL that decided that Hartford wasn't an attractive enough market, and they pushed the Patriots back to stay in Foxborough. And it's a decision that even though residents of Connecticut have not liked for over 20 years, looking back, it was the right decision for both franchises. And who knows? Hopefully, Connecticut will one day get a professional franchise. It would be nice to see the NHL return, especially with their 34-team expansion plan. We see the value of the Whaler brand even 20 years after it's been gone. But overall, after 20 years, it's just what could have been in the state of Connecticut. What could have been if Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were on the sidelines in downtown Hartford? Would the dynasty have existed the same way? It's hard to say. But it is an interesting footnote in football history that the Patriots were this close to changing their course of destiny by coming to the state of Connecticut. And by staying in Foxborough, could that have been one of the big differences in them becoming one of the greatest franchises in the NFL? Perhaps. But it's hard to say. But today was an interesting footnote. Because it could have been an interesting move. And it could have changed the course of football history had New England Patriots moved to Hartford, Connecticut to become the Connecticut Patriots. Hopefully Connecticut will get a professional franchise one day. I believe if they do, it would be an NHL franchise. And hopefully they can get an NHL franchise. Because even though they're a 30th TV market, they do deserve a professional sports franchise. And I think the NHL would be perfect. But looking back and looking at history, it's hard to see the New England Patriots with all their success and after they said no to the state of Connecticut. But it was clear. There was multiple factors involved, why the Patriots didn't move to Connecticut. And at the end of the day, it probably was for the best for both the New England Patriots and ultimately the state of Connecticut. Thank you so much for joining us here on Rich Sports Talk today. I hope you liked this episode. Now, I would like your feedback. If you want more relocation stories and about different franchises, it doesn't have to be from the state of Connecticut, but if there's a team that you love and that you want me to explore their relocation history or why a team didn't stay in a city, this is a new segment I've been looking into, and I would love your feedback. If you would like more of these, please reach out to us on Twitter at Rich Sports Talk or email us richsportstalk at gmail.com. For any interest you have in this subject or if you would like to see more of my normal rants, or just you weren't didn't have any interest in this topic, please let me know either way. Because if you would like more of these, I would love to do more of these types of episodes. And it'd be great. I think this would be a fun little thing we can do on team relocations and cities that we're trying to either lure teams or that lost teams and basically go. Because I think every story is different and every story is fascinating. And it's interesting to look at both sides of each story and see what each party was thinking. So remember, if you want to get in touch with us on that, it's richsportstalk at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter at richsportstalk. And, of course, you can follow us on SoundCloud, too, and Spreaker, so you don't miss any of our latest content and download on iTunes. Thank you so much again. Going to get into Week 12 of the NFL more this week. Lots coming up, so make sure to stay tuned. But until next time, I'm Nolan Rich from Rich Sports Talk.